Dragon Quest Builders, Jade Empire, training for a half marathon and a trip to the dentist. This is Staying In. I I finished it today, guys. Mm-hmm. What did you finish? You, you sent a picture, and I couldn't tell if it was The Witcher or if it was uh, Darkest Dungeon. Oh. Oh. Because it looked like Darkest Ooh. Dungeon, but I don't think that you would have had the reaction of, I finished it. Mm. No, not Darkest Dungeon, no. No. Witcher. Witcher 3, mate. It's done. I've, I've, I've slain it like a Go on. water hag. Okay. Um, is that in The Witcher? <laughs> yeah, that is. It's not Great. a derogatory well, term yeah. for women. It's... There are water hags, but no water gentlemen. Um, Very progressive. Maybe that's Witcher 4 stuff. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it's finally done. I think 80 hours, maybe 100. That's not bad. And I definitely didn't see everything. Um, okay. But, oh my God, I'm finally... Uh, I finally finished it. It's done. Was it, was it a good ending? Uh, I didn't get the ending I wanted. Which has annoyed me. <laughs> After eighty hours, yeah, I can imagine that. Sam, hello. Um, do you feel as if a weight is lifted off of your shoulders? Yes, and yeah. sixty gigabytes of precious internal um, PlayStation Four space. Yeah, um, which was after we'd started playing Elder Scrolls Online, is becoming. A yeah. precious commodity, yeah, because that's currently is. sitting at seventy gigabytes. On- Oh, Can but, you imagine but, if, for your birthday, which I had planned at one point to do, had bought you the expansion of an extra thirty hours of The Witcher? <laughs> <laughs> that's like building. That's like building a whole house on your current house and calling it an extension. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, the the problem, right? I love The Witcher Three. It genuinely is one of the best games I've ever played. It's the most rich and versatile RPG that I I, I will never play an RPG like that again I don't think um, until um, Steampunk is it called is that CD Projekt Red's next next? oh game? right okay um, there is nothing else like it and I will never play anything like it again but it's part of that rich tapestry that actually gave me a bit of a tepid ending because mm. it finished and it can't, and then it plays out a sort of semi- uh, sort of cartoony like cutscene and I sat back and I went oh so because I did that that's what happened uh, and all those people died yeah. <laughs> and because and because there's never and because it's not like Telltale where it's like John will remember this yeah. and you've done something very bad you yeah. bad man <laughs> like you have when you're playing The Witcher you have no idea overtly what consequences your actions will have because the world is that deep and that um richly textured um so so the ending even though the whole overall ending to the game was actually quite positive like some things happened just because i made one slight decision at some point that i didn't think would have any consequence but then when i was off doing other stuff as part of the main um uh quest uh, just started to snowball and got out of control and yeah lots of people died and it was maybe my fault um so i felt a bit bad but mm. i just deleted it off my hard drive now because i know if i let that fester and uh 
annoy me, then I will go back and try mm-hmm. and change it. And so you feel like you've you've had your fill now. You feel like you feel like okay, that's my experience, and I can I can move on with my life. <laughs> yeah, and and I generally think I got the best out of Witcher maybe about thirty hours in to my eighty cool. hours. That's great. I think that was probably when I was you know hitting the good stride, and I found the guy who was able to prophesy stuff out of cheese. Um, and then that that's that's when I enjoyed it the most, I think. Mm. And I don't, I'm not really up for the, any of the expansions. I think I'm, mm. I think I'm fine. I'm gonna move on, moving on, moving Very on exciting. with my life. Very exciting. Yeah. Well, I'm I managed to complete uh, Metal Gear Solid Phantom Pain, but I do not want to talk about that game uh, ever. Uh, uh, it has, however, <laughs> allowed me to. Uh, it has allowed me to move to move on and like play new things, basically. Um, and I've also been going on an adventure uh, in uh, uh, Dragon Quest Builders. Okay. So uh, I've right. been talking with Dan about this, um, and to bring you into the loop, um, please. So do. Dragon Quest Builders is essentially Minecraft plus a very light fantasy RPG with all of the trappings and visual uh, signatures and audio motifs of the Dragon Quest series, which is something that I really, really like. Blue Slime. Um, it, it, yeah, Blue Slime. Uh, the weird marauder things with the silly little hats on. Uh, birds that shoot fire out of their asses. Um, all sorts of things like that. Um, and, yeah, so it, it's it's like a third-person Minecraft adventure, I suppose. Um, do you remember years and years and years ago... Um, the creators of Minecraft were talking about, oh yeah, there's going to be a story mode in Minecraft eventually. It's, it's just in alpha, so there's no, you know, there's no story mode at the moment, but there will be. It feels like someone went, okay, well, what would a story mode in that kind of crafting environment actually be like? And they, they went ahead and made it. And it turns out it's really exciting. Um, so the reason that Dan and I have been talking about this is, Dan, you're a big Minecraft fan. Uh, people have bought you books on Minecraft uh, you have a little toy of Minecraft. Uh, you play the video game Minecraft. <laughs> it's kind uh, of a, so, a key part of being someone who likes Minecraft that they yeah. play Minecraft. Yeah, um, and like, like, yeah, like we used to play a little bit of Minecraft online, and and it was fun. I I did enjoy it. However, I definitely feel like I got my fill of Minecraft, and I think that the reason that. I wanted to put it away is because I never felt like there was any direction. When we were playing it, I was always like, well, now we have to go and do this. Like we always, we like, I always felt like we needed to have a goal because otherwise I'd just be sat there for three hours making a house and I don't really care. Yeah. But your goal was just to make a big brown tower. That was all you ever did. And what a great goal. And I made, and I, I, I accomplished my goal. I was like, I'm going to make a gigantic big brown tower out of mud and such. And then I'm going to have an elevated farm. You're the, you're the kid who, when um, mum and dad got the Lego out, or Uncle yep. Sean, you were yep. just like, well, I'm just going to put all the bits of Lego up and see how high I can make it until it falls no, over. No, 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 not at all. I was the kid who went, well, where are the instructions? Like, I, I was the person who was like, well, I want oh to make God. what's on this box. <laughs> and then I, And then I will be done with it. 
And what is the point of Lego, Mother? <laughs> like, like, so, Pete, so, Pete, you're essentially the opposite of creativity. Yeah, that's it. Like, I like, I, I, I see all of this endless possibilities and endless creativity, and I just sit there and I go, oh, this is too much. And then someone goes, why don't you make this? And I go, I'm going to make that. And then I make it, and then I, I feel happy about it. Thing and- is, though, Pete, when we played Minecraft, we made like this really great, like three-story yep. base yep. sitting in the sky. It was amazing. And what Incredible. did you do to contribute to that? Right next to it, you built a big mud b- tower, destroying all of the aesthetic of the entire build. It's very constructivist. My goal in Minecraft was to make your time much worse. And that was like a goal that I could achieve by, by making a gigantic doubt. Peter, Peter Willington is the Donald Trump of your Minecraft uh, online. Just, buy, uh, just buying Trump a tower. property. And- yeah. Yeah. The thing is, that, oh, unbeknownst, unbeknownst to Peter, when he wasn't there, because we, we try and play it weekly or twice a week, we, what we'd do is we'd sneak into his building and we basically <laughs> just plant a load of chickens in there. And we, we, we created this false floor in Peter's ceiling. Just full of chickens. To be fair, Chris, Pete doesn't know about this. He never found the false floor. Every time, so if he ever, so at some point we knew he would dig up and he would just be surrounded by hundreds. I mean, <laughs> hundreds of chickens. <laughs> but but to me, so to me, I I found that endless creativity, that endless possibility. I actually found it really stifling. It made me want to do nothing. You know that phrase: um, if you give somebody a blank piece of paper and a pencil, they'll do nothing. But if you give them like one color. That's Picasso. Yeah, yeah. So, so, um, so, More or less. Dragon Quest Builders, what they do there is, is they focus you. So, you start the game and it's this, it's this typical like JRPG thing of you wake up and you've got amnesia. So, you don't know who you are or what you do, but you know that you're probably quite, uh, important because people refer to you as the builder and pe- everybody in the land has forgotten how to build. So they come to you and they say, oh, figure out how to build this thing. Like humanity doesn't know how to now. So it's just you that has the ability to do it. And so you go and you mine some bits and pieces like some, some mud and some, some rocks and so on. And then you start building blocks out of it and you start building houses. And as you build these houses, you're actually building a village. And then as your village gets bigger, people from far away, like countries and areas and stuff, they flock towards you. So your village grows and you have to then get, then they say, oh, well, I've got nowhere to sleep. So you have to build them a bed and you have to build them a room. And then you have to build an inn and then you have to build a uh, a, a place to do lots oh of crafting. God, it's like, it's like, it's like a, a, a local council simulator. Yeah, <laughs> paint, yeah, by, paint that, by numbers, kind of. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah that's you're not, you're not. You're genuinely not selling me on this. So, okay. So, so here's the thing. It has still got all of that freedom. I.e., the person is saying, "I want you to build me a bedroom," and you go, "Okay." And so you build them a bedroom, but it could be whatever bedroom you want. It is just this. It's this channeling of your creativity. You can make that bedroom as big as you want it to be. You can have as much stuff in it as you like. But it's this channeling of this creativity. And on top of that, it brings in a um, decent, it's okay, in, uh, or at least there's a much more of a focus on combat than there is in Minecraft. Um, and also on adventuring. So your the people that come to your town, they'll, you know, they'll say, build me a kitchen or whatever but then every once in a while they'll say um well over in that direction and then they put it on your little map over in that direction there's a person who knows all about how to do this one thing and i need to know how to do that in order to do some reason um and you go oh okay and so you 
realize that, okay, well, I need provisions, so I need to go and do some cooking, so then you cook up some food. I need some armor, so you make, make yourself some armor. I need some weapons, so you tool yourself up. And then you go, right, okay, I'm okay now. And then you go off on your adventure. And then you fight off lots of baddies in the, in the wilderness, and you find lots of different things. And then you might stumble upon a new resource or a new item. And then you find the person, and then they've got a new ability that they give you. So you might have, like, the ability to do, like, super special combat moves. And you can only get that from visiting that person. And it what it does is it takes that really fundamental 3D block-based building thing that Minecraft popularized, and it just channels that creativity and that focus into something that is really, really um, rewarding, basically. And I was talking with Dan, Dan about this, and I think... And Dan, you said, you said this thing, uh, I can't remember what it was, it was something like, like I, what is it that's going to make me stop playing Minecraft and play Dragon Quest, or... or you know, what is it that's going to take me away from this? And I've been thinking about it, like, all week, basically. Yeah. And I think and I think the answer is, it's not going to, right? Like, like you guys are <laughs> spot on. It's like, it feels like you're town managing the game, right? Um, but that gives me direction. And that's what makes me go, I'm not really interested in Minecraft anymore because it's just open and you do whatever. I mean, Dragon Quest builders... I'm carrying on. Like I'm, I'm continuing. I've put like I must have put like you know a dozen hours into it now, in between doing bits and pieces, um, and it makes me want to continue on with it a lot actually. And I'm having. I feel like I'm having the Minecraft experience now, rather than when it happened with Minecraft. I feel like I'm getting that now, and because of that, I, I this this is like this is like one of my favourite games I've played this year. Like, it's really great. I mean, I've I have played it. Uh, I've only <laughs> I've only played the demo, right? Because uh, the the full title is fifty pounds. Yeah, and wow, it is expensive. Wow. Yeah, wow. when 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 Minecraft is only twenty. Yeah, there's there's a difference there. Yeah, definitely. Now, uh, what I would say is that for me, Minecraft the thing I love about Minecraft it is the freedom to be creative. Yeah, and us going around in a world together. Talking, saying, "Okay, we're going to make this. How are we going to make it?" And working as a team to create something is is enjoyable for me, and that is what I like doing mm. within that world. Um, so, what I'd say when I'm playing, when I tried Dragon Quest, was firstly, I had to check that it hadn't been made by the same guys as Minecraft, because it felt to me that if it wasn't, then they were almost copywriting a hell of a lot, because it was my, it was so unbelievably Minecraft down to but no hang on down to style down to the way they explain things I remind me if you know when you watch Spider-Man the film Spider-Man yeah. and every time they bring out a new version of Spider-Man they have to do the line of with great power comes great responsibility yeah. and yet every film they have to reword it slightly because it's already been said before it was like they were saying they're giving you all the rules of Minecraft, but they had to word it ever so slightly differently just to get around but, the, the copyright. But that's of it. not them trying to be Minecraft. That's the fact that Minecraft basically created a genre. Like, yeah. So why why not why not mix it up in that in that sense? Well, I mean, ultimately, but, ultimately, it's a voxel based blo- like three D block based building game. Like, there's there's only so far you can get away from it. Yeah, but the, you talk about hunger, and then you talk about having your inventory. Yeah, yeah and You true. talk about all these different aspects, which were which you could easily not have in the game. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I don't want to kind of get stuck into that. Um, for me, uh, the design of it was a bit 
one thing I like about Minecraft, it's the it's the pixelated aspect of it. And Dragon Quest Builders was a bit too polished. Now, for mm. Sam and Chris to to explain how I see the game, if you imagine Minecraft crossed with Animal Crossing, yeah, that's what this game is. Yeah, yeah and that's okay. I think why Pete is enjoying it because Pete <laughs> suddenly it makes sense why Pete likes it. Yeah, I think it's fair to say you are somewhat of a fan of Animal Crossing. And, but that's the thing. I'm also like like I love Dragon Quest Eight. Like that's probably my mm. favorite JRPG. So. So I, I'm completely with you, and I, I, I totally understand this this criticism of you know it, it's quite similar and same. And I think that that's, I think that that games had that criticism leveled at it since it, it got revealed, and I think that it's unavoidable. Um, but I, I guess to me it just feels like, like all of that stuff, all of that like it feels slightly cutesier, like the animal, you know, this Animal Crossing look, as it were. This um, Yoji Hori is uh, the name of the artist. Um, he that that sort of look to it that really appeals to me because I love that art style and that. I guess, I don't know, maybe this is one of those... You know when you get... You know, every once in a while you'll play a licensed game and you'll be like, I like this, dis- like, not necessarily despite the game, but like you'll play an average game or you'll play a slightly better than average game and then it will have like a, an IP that you like that's attached to it and you'll sort of get on with it. Go, I, I don't know, I kind of felt like this with 50 Cent. <laughs> like, like, that sort of, mm. I'll be okay with this this kind of level this level of quality because it's got this additional thing on top of it i don't think it does anything that's massively different to minecraft i definitely th- feel like the the focus focusing the player is a lot better and it's why it appeals to me more um see that did that didn't appeal to me what i would say for it the one thing that i did really like and you've alluded to it is the idea of the world being populated mm. Because that's the thing in Minecraft, you are yes, there are enemies, but you're pretty much all by yourself. Yeah, and that's it. It is. It's just an open canvas that you work on. I did like the idea of other people being in this world, and I could create a town which they could they could move into, and I could develop that town. And that's it. Kind of that builds into kind of the simulation stuff, and that was a nice idea. Mm. But I wanted that to be my idea. I didn't want it to be mm. okay. Now you have to build this room. Here's a blueprint of exactly how you have to build it. And then I do that, and well done. Here's a few coins. It was just really. Mm. Oh, so there is blueprints then. So Pete. Was no, lying. no, no. So there are. So there are. Okay. So there are blueprints that you can build, um, yeah. but they are specific requests. So there are some people who say, "Build me a bedroom," and then there are some people who say, "Build me this specific bedroom." So it'll be like All it'll right. be like a bedroom. A bedroom consists of. Um, Four walls, a door, uh, and a light source. And a bed. Yeah, and a bed. <laughs> uh, hence the name. Um, but that's all it takes to create that bedroom. And then some people will say, build me a, a stonewall fortification with caltrops. And so they'll give you a specific <laughs> blueprint, blueprint that's this is what you do and this is where you need to place it. And it's that then and this is you need to put the yeah. bed in this position. Yeah, yeah. You need to put the stone mason in this position. So it, so it kind it of keeps it takes out the creativity for me, which is what I love about Minecraft. Mm. That ability to just do whatever you want. So so does what you build in the world have any effect on the world itself yeah. other than whether you succeed in a mission? So if you buy if you build them a house that's too big for them, do they suddenly like Um no it's not quite that. It's like if you um some of that stuff so if you build a kitchen the inhabitants will use mm. the kitchen and they'll be happy that they, they can use the kitchen and then every once in a while they'll leave you food so that in, you don't have to 
create your food yourself. So if you want to go off on an adventure, sometimes there'll be like a little, um, I think, uh, like a little lockbox or something like that. You can open up the lockbox and it turns out that a whole bunch of people have created a bunch of food for you. And you can just take it and do that instead of having to go off and do uh, like That's some cool. mission. Yeah. It's- I like the idea of the people actually making the food for the community and Peter just walked in and taking it all <laughs> and then run yeah. up. Well, I built this house. It's mine. <laughs> oh, is this for me? Well, it was... It, 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 it was for everyone. No, no, no. This is for me. Off I go. Um, yeah. The children are starving, sir. <laughs> well, do you know what I've been doing? What have you been doing, Chris? I have been training for a half marathon. Why? <laughs> uh, um, it's Why not go full marathon? It's because, well, because it's something I've always wanted to do. And, what, a um, half? It seems a bit... Yeah, lame. Well, it, Chris, oh, it seems like it seems like the easy way out, isn't it? Mother, I'm, mother, yeah, I've it, always I'm, dreamed of running a half marathon. <laughs> what, what? Not a full marathon. Dream a little bigger, darling. Just do, half. do you think the only people I talk about my dreams with are my parents? Well, for me, it's a big thing. Like, um, like I, I haven't run that distance in quite a while, so it's going to be quite an experience. But I've been training, so every I run like three times a week. Good. I'm good, I'm doing bro. this workout that has been prescribed for me by. The Nike Plus Fitness app, right? Um, which is fifty quid cheaper than Dragon Quest Builder because it's free, <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> right, okay. Um, and basically, I tell it, I told it my weights, my height, what kind of runner I am, and it's kind of tailored a workout routine for me, which is really cool. What kind of runner are you? What were the options? Beginner, beginner. If Pete, 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 if Chris is a beginner, what does that make us? Oh, God, I don't know. I like. I don't think Nike... W- I don't think the Nike... So what does the Nike app do? I'm assuming it's got some sort of, like... It hooks into, like, a Fitbit or uh, it needs your... No, just 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 in my phone and my headphones in, and oh. it basically... It tells me how many miles I've got left to run. Every mile, it gives me an update of what my average pace is. It maps my route, and I can go through my route and see what my splits are in terms of how like, my fastest pace was particularly uh, at a particular point. And once a week, I do a benchmark run where, like today, for example, I did one where I have to run as fast as I can for three minutes straight. And then it uses that to recalibrate the rest of the regime. So it's tailoring it to me as I go, which is quite cool. Um, but like, I'm, I'm really interested in this kind of app. I think if I used it, it would just be, it would just be like, (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were Mr. Exercise Pete. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm doing more exercise, definitely, but I don't feel like I've got the the, the cardiovascular stamina to to get do lots and lots of running. Like Chris, I mean, you're not a beginner. I am. I, yeah, for a half marathon, I am. Not for like doing like you know little poodle up and along the prom. But for half marathon, I am a beginner. Mm. Um. So and it does ease you into it. Like I, you know, I was doing like a really short distances. Now I'm doing like. Um, my top distance at the moment is like 10 miles but I've got to get to 13 for the actual half marathon so like and that's all running yes (laughs) do you get to like do you get to do like stops (laughs) well yeah yeah I'm not it doesn't taser me if I choose to stop no okay if I I slowed if I wanted to if I wanted to I could stop and and it would automatically pause because it would feel the accelerometer right and it would pause and if I started running again it automatically starts I wouldn't have to keep getting my phone out to do that manually right so it's really quite cool um 
So yeah, so that's where I'm at at the moment. So my plan is to this this podcast will go out. Mm. I'm running in Lancaster on November the sixth. So this podcast goes out beginning of the month. So I'm going to wait, yeah. and I'm actually going to be listening to this while I am running. So depending oh on God. how stimulating this conversation is, will depend on how come on, Chris, quickly you can, I will run. You can do it. Run faster. What well, what have you have you kind of <laughs> tried to estimate a time? For no, you, for oh, bloody hell, no, Dan. No, I just want to get to the end without dying. That's I'm trying to work out at which point, kind of now in the podcast, would you be on your on yeah, your yeah. Run? Well, well, with the solid goal we've had before that, probably about two and a half minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, what sort of encouragement do you want? Like, do you just want? I don't know. Do you just want like? Do you just want Dan, Sam, and I to be like, "Come on, Chris, you can do this." Yeah, maybe, maybe if we could pepper those out throughout the show, a half ma- just to- a half marathon's not 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 a loser's not a loser's marathon. Come on, Chris! Yeah. You realise yeah. this podcast isn't just like just for you. Yeah. I, well, just for this. What can we just make it that just for this one month? Can we just make it fine, Chris, just, just so Chris, Chris? Yeah. Right. Keep on running. This yeah. is great. Yeah. What you don't know yeah. is is that because we're recording this way in advance, the first, uh, yeah. all three of us have actually have actually planned a surprise for you at the end of the marathon. <laughs> now I'm not going to tell you what it is, but it involves balloons and yeah. that. Exciting foil stuff that they wrap you in at the end of the uh, the end of the marathon. Yeah, I mean, so, really, really, that's the whole thing. I mean, keep 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 going, keep going. Because, you're giving away the entire surprise, there, Sam. Oh, unless unless you finish it, you're not going to get the surprise. Yeah, um, that's waiting for you. So, Chris, hydrate, breathe in through those lungs. I tell you what. I tell you what. Okay, this, this is this is the important this is the important thing that Chris generally needs to remember to hydrate. So I think at random points. Like we were Chris's. Oh no, this is the best thing. Right? Okay. <laughs> so Chris, obviously, while you're running, your app is going to yeah. say stuff to you, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 Brilliant. Brilliant. Okay. Two but, miles um, to go. <laughs> <laughs> Give me false hope. <laughs> you're going the wrong way. <laughs> Faster. Faster. <laughs> and third exit, turn right for the M4. For those, <laughs> for those of people who listened to the to the show I, um, a few weeks ago, yeah. a few months ago, the thing that actually I'm worried about the most is getting hungry. <laughs> I am genuinely worried about that because at the moment it's like ten miles. <laughs> After about six miles, I get incredibly hungry. I have to eat before I run. No, you, you take like, snacks with you. You take you- like power bar things. Yeah, 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 exactly. This is it, Dan. I've got a running top, right? There's a great shop in Liverpool called Natterjacks. It's the only shop in Liverpool that's just for running. And it's got a zip pocket in the back of my running top. And I'm going to put like little bits of like flapjacks and stuff inside it. Little so bits just... of flapjack. <laughs> like you're some sort of like, athletic squirrel. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll squirrel this away for later. No, you'll, you'll, you'll. Do you not, can the... you not just get like a bandolier of sausages? Just like. <laughs> 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 a bandolier of sausages. Oh my god! You 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 pass you pass the uh, place that's handing out like all the sugary glucose fil- glucose filled drinks. You're just like, I'm fine. Blah, 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 blah. No, I'm straight blah, blah, blah. to the make a beeline straight to the burger van. <laughs> yeah. But no, I'm having to eat like before I run. I have to eat like um, it's like one of these high protein peanut tracker bar things before I run every time. I just like the idea of like Chris running and kind of really flagging, really kind of oh, fading. God. Then someone hands him a hot dog 
and he eats it. And he's like Popeye. <laughs> he just jumps up into the edge, goes da 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 da, and just runs. <laughs> Chris, I've never ran as far as that. Like my mine is um, six point two miles if we're doing it in miles. And and honestly, the last thing I'm thinking about when I'm running is, hmm, what am I having for dinner? <laughs> I'm just not it's... the thought of do you do you just does your tummy actually start rumbling? Is it like yeah, yeah, oh yeah, my yeah. God. Chris's stomach just works on a different system to the rest of his body. <laughs> just oh, it makes me it makes me like if I know what I'm eating when I get before I get to the end, like it makes me kind of propel myself onwards faster. <laughs> like, like a Looney Tunes character. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Chris, yeah, yeah. you absolutely need one of those hats with like a fishing rod in front of it, holding like a yeah, sausage yeah. just to run after it. I, I have to wait. When I wake up in the morning, I have to know what I'm going to be eating in the evening. That kind of thing. Oh my God, Chris. Oh my God. So, 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 okay. What's your post half marathon run uh, meal? Surely you thought about this, just like, oh my god, I'm gonna eat a whole Sara Lee Gatto, or no? It, it would be like it would be like um, probably something like a, um, a steak and ale pie and chips. Jesus, like a hearty pub meal, basically. What's wrong with that, Pete? No, that's that's too much. Whenever I've done exercise and stuff, I I come home and I'm like, I want chicken and salad. Like, I I never want anything like particularly heavy or anything like that. Like. Oh, I'll have a big old pile of mash, please. No, <laughs> I'll, I'll have I'll have some stuff like stashed in the car and stuff. What mash? You know, just to keep me keep me on the, <laughs> going on the way. Okay. He's always okay. got a bucket of mashed potato in his car, <laughs> just in case. Like butcher and badger. Yeah. Oh, you you hook a microwave up to the car battery. Yeah, rev it. Got himself a pot noodle in there. Jesus. Jesus Chris. Um yeah, I have I keep like food in my office and stuff, like in my drawers and desks and things, so I've always got something. <laughs> and in my bag. Everywhere Chris stuff. goes, no matter where he is, yeah. in every single drawer yeah. or cupboard, there's yeah. a piece of yeah, food. Yeah, there's somebody somebody comes into the office. Hello? Yeah. Oh hi Chris, how are you doing? Yeah, not too bad. Um oh you're just doing some filing. Oh no, uh, Don't that's, go in that, that drawer! No no, that's where I keep all of my frozen pizzas. Uh puts the filing cabinet away. Talking of food, actually, um, we uh, Chris and I actually played the first. Is it the first one? No, uh, Sushi Go would have been the first game I ever uh, card game that I played based on food. Right? Would it yeah. have been? Let me think. Hungry, hungry hippos. Mm, didn't know what the food was though. You haven't played Let the Meat Cake, have you, by Osprey? Oh yes, I have played Let the Meat Cake. Yeah, that was second. Second. But yeah, but but Chris and I played Matcha. Oh, which is the card game you bought me, Pete, yes, for my did. birthday, my second birthday, and it is brilliant. Okay, good. I'm Genuinely really brilliant. Chris, and, Chris and I have a um, a a league table of board games, and the category is best board games to play or best games to play at breakfast. Currently, right. there yeah. are only two games in this league table. Uh, one of them's um, Splendor. Okay. And the other one is Don't Steal My Fish, Dan. What's it called? Uh, Help that, that... Stop That's My Fish or something like that? Yeah. But Chris and I can announce that we may have a third mm. um, entry into our breakfast game lists. And it's Matcha. What um, a word. 
Mm. It's well, a Santa's, great little. I I have no idea what match it is, so explain it to me. Um, I'll let Chris do it because I've spoken enough. Paint it's me a, a picture gr- with your words. Mm. I can do, Dan. Um, listen, Red, man. Yellow. It's a two-player card game, Dan, where the aim of the game is to amass um, the ingredients to make your own cup your of matcha Your last mile tea. was eight minutes, 43 seconds. <laughs> and so um, it's, it's, it's two players, so you have your, you have... It's kind of like a trick-taking game, I think, where basically you have... Um, it's a bit like Love Letter, where you, you hold two of the cards back, so you can't actually fully predict what's going to be kind of what your partner, your, sorry, your opposing player has in their hand. You can't fully predict that. And you have to kind of, it may look quite, it may feel quite simple initially. Okay, I just have to lay cards down and then hope that my card will be bigger than theirs when we flip them over, so I will get that ingredient. On a, on a monetary base, not. Like right, on yeah, a numerical not phys- base, not an actual large, physical yeah. one, because that, yeah. that's yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. obvious when you put the card down. It's like the size of an A3 piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> no, and no. So basically, yeah. So, but then after a while, you realise there's actually a lot of depth to this because actually, you, you, it's about actually stopping the other player, trying to predict what their their strategy is, uh... and trying to stop them. And it's very light. There's not that many cards in the pack, and um, it happens over a series of rounds until and one person wins. Really. It's kind of a little bit. It's a little bit more intense than Love Letter. It's a little bit one to step up. You're not really explaining this game very well, Chris. Let me oh, explain no, it no. better. So, I'm just so hungry, Dan. Um, <laughs> matcha. You know what matcha tea is, right? The wonderful... I've never had it. I've heard of matcha tea, and I've kind of whenever I've heard someone mention matcha tea, I've nodded as if I know what they're talking about. Be but... aware of it as a concept. Let's say I don't. Matcha tea is the... Um, so usually when you brew a cup of tea, you're brewing tea leaves within a bag or you're brewing tea leaves within a um, like a vestibule, like a, a small sieve. So what you're essentially brewing is the, um, the effluence, the essence of those tea leaves. You don't consume the leaves, you're just consuming um, the, the reaction between the water and what's on the leaves. Matcha is ground up green tea leaves so when you drink matcha you're actually drinking the tea leaves themselves so as a as a thing it's that it's 140 times um more antioxidants than a number than a normal green tea uh has um uh, the caffeine high uh it's not as aggressive as other caffeine drinks but it lasts longer uh, it's good for your brain, good for your uh, metabolism, helps you lose weight. It's got loads and loads of benefits to it. It's absolutely fantastic tea. Chris and I love it. The matcha as um, as an actual drink has a lot of its roots based in Japanese ceremonial customs. So the preparation of, of matcha in Japan, um, for some people, actually takes on quite a bit of a meditative state. And so to to make it... You have this uh, long bamboo spoon, which you put into a cup and you whisk it with this bamboo whisk. And then you add the tea then you add the water and then you drink the matcha. Matcha and the you game. you dunk the biscuit. Yeah, then you dunk the biscoff in it. <laughs> you, um, you dunk the bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I love bourbons. Um, and so the idea of, of the game matcha is for you to gather all the elements you need to make a cup of matcha so you need to get a whisk you need to get a bamboo spoon you need to get the matcha leaf you need to get the water and once you've got all those items together you win 
Right. Okay, because those... at first I thought you just needed water and the tea. And I was like, well, that's a really quick game. Because yeah, the, yeah. the thing about that, Dan, is that would boil your hands completely if you just like <laughs> held the powder. But but match but match is wonderful because as because as a um, it actually doesn't dilute. I don't know what the what the right word is, but actually the the substance itself doesn't dilute in water. So that's why you need to whisk it up to to make it a smoother, um, mm. uh, less bitter, grainier drink. So the idea of match the game is that you have two columns of um, so you have. Um, two columns of three cards each. So essentially, if Chris and I are facing each other, uh, we basically like got one column of three cards. And on one side of the column is um, a card which, um, in order to win one part of the matchmaking puzzle piece, I have to be able to match the symbol that's on that card. On the other side of the column, to win that piece of the match puzzle piece, I have to be able to match the number on that card. Right. So me and Chris are playing cards face down next to these cards in this column. And essentially, we've got to either outbid each other or outrank each other in the cards that we're putting down in order to win the pieces of the matchmaking puzzle that we need to get. And so it's kind of this really gentle, easy... Push your luck. Push your luck kind of game. Like, do you go high in the early rounds to try and get the stuff you need, but leave your limited hand open to not being able to get the stuff in the later game? Or do you wait, let the other person win lots of stuff and able to, so they use up their good hands uh, and you're free to take the stuff later on in the match. And But it's got this, just like making a cup of matcha tea in its most ceremonial state is it's a very meditative game very thoughtful game and just like all the best breakfast games there's minimal speaking between the people who are playing it it's very much kind of <laughs> it tells me something about the people you're having breakfast with yeah but when you're at breakfast you're just playing a game that's the idea of chris and sam's breakfast games is that you're not forced into a level of interaction but the play itself mm. has enough dynamic in it you, to you bring also... you alive You've probably also got a mouthful of bacon sandwich, so... Well, yeah. Well, if it's Chris, he's got one of his six sausages on the go, so... Yeah. I, um... Uh, I went to the dentist today. Oh, yeah. Um, you all right? I haven't, I haven't been to the dentist in a uh, inappropriately long time. Yeah, you need oh, to go Dan. and get your... You oh, need to get your Dan. teeth checked, Dan. Not because yeah. you've got bad-looking teeth, but... I didn't go for about seven years and then I turned up and they were like, this was bad. You should not have done this. And I was like, oh. I got, my dentist gave me free gifts. What did he give you? I mean, what did she give me? Don't be sexist. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Bloody hell. God, Pete. I mean. My dentist, my dentist is a male, I just assumed. um, What, there's one dentist for the whole of the country? Yeah, it's a very special. This goes on tour. The the gifts were all dentist based gifts. A um, couple of fillings. Yeah, so it wasn't like a couple of pogs in a can of Red Bull. It was. Right. Was it was it one of those things where like it, like a dentist for a child? They they're getting dental work done, but they're calling it a gift, so you're not unhappy about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm giving you a crown today. Um, I know I got two travel sized Colgate sensitive uh, toothpaste tubes. 
Right. And and I, I don't even know why. I didn't even say we were going on, I was going on a holiday or anything. She's just like, just in case. And then I got a free sample of um, one of those weird, like, um, flossing things for lazy people. You know, you just... It's like a an arch with a bit of floss stretched. Oh, between. Yeah, like a, almost like a brush. Yeah, but with it, instead not, of a, no, no, the no, bristles, not, not a brush. One. It's like a like sort of like a half moon yeah. shaped bit of plastic, um, and there's a a bit of floss which is stretched between the two ends of the. That is uh, that is lazy, isn't it? That is lazy. like a bow. Yeah, like yeah, that's it. You're like brushing. You're, you're flossing your teeth with like Robin Hood's longbow. Like that's basically what it is. Um, so, I mean, that was nice. But I had to, because it's the first time I've been to this dentist, because we only just moved in, um, I had to I had to have an x-ray. Oh, yeah. And I don't know if any of you have ever had, like, an x-ray or especially, yeah. like, an x-ray in a dentist chair. Yeah. Yeah. The most disconcerting thing that it could ever happen to anyone, because, like, they, so she, she put the film on this little yellow device. And we just like open your mouth and put this on, put this in. So shove this like basically this Polaroid piece of film in my gob. Yeah. And aimed this thing at my mouth, this big like white Shotgun. plastic tube, basically like that. And just went, all right, just bite down. And I was like, okay. And then, <laughs> and then she pressed a button, and everyone just left the room. And I was like, I know. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, is this not safe? Yeah. And then, and then they came back, and she did the other side, and and everyone just like stayed out of the room, and and um, she went. I'm not, I'm not, right, I'm not going need... back in there with the X-ray. <laughs> to be fair, that is kind of any X-ray that I've I've had when you people have kind of maybe taken the picture, and then before, as the picture's being taken, they go and stand behind a screen, and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah! It's, it's worse. It's it's worse in a hospital when you're like lying there and there's like a gaggle of nurses with like glasses on and full like hazmat suits. <laughs> yeah, but, like, 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 like when they do like nuclear bomb testing yeah. and they go into their little bunker and you're just like lying there going, oh, I thought this is there's a um I don't know if any of you guys saw the um Sky show called The Nick starring what? um oh is that with um Colin Clive Owen. Clive Owen, Owen that's, that's the one. It was, it was, it was a, a, it's a fantastic series. Apparently, it's been commissioned for a second one. But what was interesting about the series was it was set at a time where, um, uh, um, like, surgical medicine was just like on the cusp of changing, and all this new technology was coming in. So they were only just learning like how to do a proper blood transfusion. They were only just learning like the benefits of hygiene. Um, in one of the early um, episodes, they need to do a skin graft to this woman, and the only way they've got to do it is by taking and because she, she has like um, a tumor removed from her nose, and the only way they know to do it is by peeling a bit of a skin off her arm off, surgically attaching the skin to from her arm onto her nose, and keeping her arm on her nose until the skin physically like grows over several months onto Oof. and establishes. There's a great scene in it where they're they're testing out the first X-ray machine, and this guy you you like cuts the scene and he's selling it to the doctor and he's just like this this machine allows you to see inside a human man and it just like shows him a couple of slides he's just like 
oh, this is fantastic, it's fantastic. And this nurse runs in, just like, oh, can I have a go? Can I see what's inside my head? And he's like, yes, young lady, if you just stand in front of this machine for the next four hours, we'll have you an x-ray. <laughs> oh, like, oh, my God. God. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, absolutely fantastic. That was a great series. But, um, but yeah, my... But the good thing, the good thing about the x-ray... Mm. is that the dentist was able to reveal to me that I don't have any any lower wisdom teeth. What? I've got four. <laughs> I only got two. I've got a mate, right, who's got a wisdom tooth growing out the middle of his mouth at the top. <laughs> and he can open Coke cans with it. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard that story before. Yeah, I've heard really? that story before. Yeah. Is he like is that normal? No. Yes. Yes, no? it's completely normal. It happens when you're um <laughs> 35. Yeah, at the age of 35, your your yeah, your your 35-year-old tooth starts growing out of the middle of your mouth. Oh man. So yeah, I have no I have no lower wisdom teeth, which I was slightly pleased by. Um, because it's meant to be really bad if they grow in wrong. So, yeah, I've had I've had my two on the upper side. Yeah, I've had my two uppers up, down, and they were fine. I think it's the lower ones that the problem. But we had a great chat, me and this dentist. She was telling me about how there's a theory going around that it's uh, evolutionary based. Why the majority, one in three of us, don't have uh, lower wisdom teeth anymore. Because we don't need such as wider jaw, and our diets have changed, so we actually don't need the extra um, sort of surface area to grind uh, grind down food and stuff. So I'm half evolved, hmm. which is which is great news. Nice. That's what that's what I've always said about you, yeah. Sam. So, <laughs> well, yeah, no wisdom, but he's half evolved. He's a humanzy. <laughs> <laughs> the only other the only other unsettling thing about my dentist visit was that uh one of the nurses was a trainee and so there were several times when you know they're poking around in your mouth and they yeah. say lots of confusing doctor's babble which is like say like upper upper occlusal left 21 which is like doctor speak for oh, i better watch this one it's a wrong one <laughs> like and <laughs> the trainee kept on like putting it in wrong because the person who was helping it was just like, no, 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 it's 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 that tooth over there. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> I've got to go oh back next god. week for filling, so I better get them in the right teeth. Trial and error. <laughs> yeah. I'll just come back looking like Jaws. If in, if in doubt, they'll just do all of them. Yeah. <laughs> like Mister Bean when he has to do his own fillings and he just puts him in every single tooth just to be sure. Oh yeah, that is great. I love that episode, starring the late great Richard Wilson. I don't know who these people are. I don't believe it. Pete, like, um, my mum uh, listened to last... No one uh, got it! No one got it! Back and she was... Was that? I didn't hear what you said. Didn't know what you oh, said. Oh, Pete, Pete said he didn't know who Richard Wilson was, so I said, I don't believe it. <laughs> Why don't you believe it? talk about playing things at specific times uh, mm-hmm. one of my one of my absolute I want to say hurry up Chris your dinner is getting cold 
Those sausages won't eat themselves, you know. <laughs> One of my personal what is love. <laughs> what? What is love, Chris? Why no. do you take me running and don't say anything to me, Chris? Are you ashamed of me? I feel this is a very one-sided relationship that... I'm leaving you, Chris. I've had enough. Goodbye. Um, so, one of the... Uh, oh, gosh. So, you were talking about... So, you were talking about a thing that you play at breakfast, and there's a thing that... There's, a, there's like, a special time for me, and I don't know if you, if you, uh, oh if you have this as well, but one of the things I really like to do to unwind... Uh, I get into bed and I will play a game. Oh, That's mostly where I'm... That is most of my gaming, like regular game. I play a game every really? single day and I disc Rick. in bed. I play, uh, So I always play a video game in bed and I've been flitting between two things at the moment. Um, one of them uh, is Mario and Luigi uh, Partners in Time um, and I'm not too far, too far in that at the moment. And I want to talk about that when I've got into it a little bit more because I think it's a really interesting game. Um, but the other one that I've been that I've been tinkering with a bit apprehensively um, is a game called Jade Empire. So, oh um, my god! As, so as now, in the old Jade Empire, as in uh, as in yeah. So this is like a re-release, right? So so it's a Bioware game, um, and it was I think it was so it was before Mass Effect, but I think it was just yeah. after Knights of the Old Republic. Yes, that's and, right, And yeah. um, so I tentatively took some steps into playing this because I was like, because like I got a code for it. And I was like, mm, okay, let me give this a go. Um, and I was thinking to myself, like, how is this actually going to work in terms of me playing mobile games just before I go to bed? Because usually I've got about 15 to 20 minutes, right? So I like, so I get into bed and then I've got about 15 or 20 minutes where I'm just like, I'm just going to zone out for a bit and just like, you know, relax. And I thought, well, I'll give this game a go. I'm, I don't know if this is going to work out because it's a big RPG, right? I don't know if you've played Jail Empire before, but it is. Uh, so it originally came out on the PC and the original Xbox. Um, and so, uh, so, so, sorry, what are you playing this on? So I'm playing this on iPhone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I was like, I was a little bit apprehensive of the whole thing because I was like, how on earth are they going to translate this? Um, And so, yeah, the game is um, like, if you've played KOTOR, if you've played Mass Effect, it's that, but um, set in a uh, sort of very mythical um, Eastern society. It's kind of, you know, a uh, very Asian, like China, Japan kind of mythology and symbolism and and that sort of thing. but it is an RPG. It's it's you are a you know you're a a rogue or a warrior or whatever. They don't quite call them that. But um, and all of the combat is hand to hand. But it's not really. There's not. Um, it's not like you're not fighting goblins and stuff like that. Like it's it's humans versus humans. And there's some more mythical stuff as well. Uh, but not not quite early on. Um, and. Uh, and lots of dialogue options and all that sort of stuff and making good choices and making bad choices and it's very Bioware. It's really like, you know, having the last Bioware games I played were the first were the Mass Effect games and like it definitely feels like that, uh, an Asian spin on it. Great music, br- brilliant visuals at the time. Um, the This new version is, um, I'm like surprisingly, surprisingly taken. It's, 
it's not it's not perfect at all like the so the the thing that really gets me is the controls so when i'm in bed and i'm you know i'm i'm I'm, you know this is this is just before i this is just before i'm about to sleep right so i'm all like all tucked up in bed and stuff like that and i've got my my iphone just right up against my face so let me take out a dense rpg to play on a tiny little lcd screen yeah yeah for exactly 15 to 20 minutes it's it's like me waking up chris in the middle of the night like Breaking into his house like he's just about to fall asleep. Yeah. I'm glad you did that bit. We're not like Bert and Ernie. I knock, I knock on it. I knock on his door, and there yeah. I am, and just like laying out Pandemic Legacy, and it's like it's time to do April, Chris. Wake up, Chris. Chris, it's two. Chris, it's two in the morning. I've got scythe. Um, <laughs> so uh, the um, so the but so yeah, absolutely right. So I kind of went into it thinking, yeah, whatever. Um, so the 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 the, the Definitely the downside on this is, as with all of these games that were never made for touchscreens, the 3D controls are a little bit awkward. So, um, so like, it's like virtual stick stuff, right? So it never, it never works 100% on mobile telephones because, you know, having a virtual stick on the screen just isn't a particularly great way of, like, interacting with a game. Um, didn't work with Monster Hunter. It doesn't work with, uh, uh particularly well with Jade Empire. Um, but aside from that, it's come to this point about like, oh, I'm just going to play it for 15 minutes. I was really worried that like you'd have to save this, you know, fire it all up and then you'd have to like be saving from like some save crystal or like some specific point that you have to get to. No, there's none of that. It's literally a hit hit a button that is on the main screen itself as you're playing. It does like a quick save, just saves the state of the, the game itself. Mm-hmm. Um, it's literally like playing it on a PC and having like a shortcut for a quick save. Um so it's like you can just pick it up and fire it again. It loads so fast. I've I've got an iPhone 5C, which is like coming towards the end of its lifespan now. In fact, I, I need to go and get probably go and get it repaired uh, next week because the charge is going out of it. Um, but it's really coming towards the end of its life, certainly in terms of power. And it loads like a flash. So it's like so it's there's there's none of that there's none of that apprehensive thing with with consoles where you play one of these console adaptations it's all a bit slow and it's all a bit difficult to get going it loads up real fast you load into the thing that you were playing last time and it's actually weirdly bite-sized you get into battles and like you get into these set fights with people um and it's not like it's not like a Dragon Quest or a Final Fantasy or anything like that. It's not random battles or anything like that. it's like okay there is a fight here you get into it so actually me playing like 10 or 15 minutes before bed, I have like a couple of fights, I do some dialogue, I figure out some other bits and pieces and go somewhere else and maybe, you know, uh, you know, get, get some more powerful moves or something like that. Then I save the quick save the game, turn it off, and then I'm done. And I've been doing this like on and off for about two weeks now. And I've been making surprisingly steady progress in this pretty intense Western RPG that I never so, thought so- I'd be able to. But how it, how engaged are you actually with it? So going back to like how I first played Witcher. So for me, like my gaming time is really valuable. Yeah. So I probably only have like an hour a week or whatever to dedicate to it. So I so when I first started, I was like putting maybe like playing Witcher for like half an hour and half an hour bursts. But then there was a point where it clicked, and then I was playing it for like four or five hours, like making the time for it, like really put, putting in the effort to it and letting it stretch my legs, like. So are you just not allowing yourself to get that invested into it because you're playing it or because you're being strict with the time that you're playing it, you just can't get invested into it? 
Yeah, as an I, it, RPG. It, it's that second one. It's it's that second one really. It's, it was designed obviously. You know, you can design an RPG however you want, and there are a whole bunch of mobile and handheld specific RPGs that do. Okay, you've got twenty minutes. Uh, or, you know, the majority of playtime is going to be 20 minutes. This has definitely been designed for a, you are going to sit here for two or three hours and play this. And I definitely feel like if I was actually sitting down with like an iPad, let's say, and uh, sitting there and saying, okay, I'm going to play this for two or three hours now, I think I would probably get more out of it. I'd certainly make more progress. Um, but I I don't know. I, I don't, it's not, I'm a few hours in now and it's not getting... Like, I can follow the story, if you know what I mean. Like, it's not so intensely <laughs> dense with rich lore that having walked away from it for, you know, playing it for 20 minutes and then walking away from it for a day, it, I haven't forgotten absolutely everything, which happened to me with... It's like a novel. Yeah, it's, so, it's, so it's like I kind of dip in and out of it. I do admit, though, like, I do think that longer sessions probably work out quite well, but I, was re- I really have been surprised at how well it's worked for just a quick save, quick load uh, sort of situation, um, and I was actually really. I was just 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 going to ask. I don't. I don't mean to. I don't want to be trying to be funny. It's a genuine question. We well, never are. But how have yeah. you, how have you been sleeping? That's what I was. That's exactly what I was going to ask. I Dan, genuinely, I want to know. Has has it, because it's because, not good to actually look at screens before you go to bed. Yeah. No. So, and if so, I will. If I watch something kind of actually properly watching before I go to bed, mm. often that then will then inflect on my dreams. Yeah. 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 So I would. Um, and it would, I, it, I would. I've been doing this for years and years and years because when I was a obviously when I was a mobile journalist, like you haven't got there's not enough time in the day to play everything so i was doing stuff in the evenings so it doesn't really affect me that much um but i think there's a difference between playing something late at night yeah. and playing something in bed on a phone in front of you yeah definitely um, i think that that's the thing that i mean i think i can play games and then i leave the games in the living room and i go to bed i don't then go to bed and sit there for a half an hour 20 minutes see, playing a game you see i do yeah that's so it it doesn't really affect me anymore like i I tend to just uh, like my sleep's actually pretty good for that. It did affect me to begin with, like years and years and years ago when I was started out doing it. But now it's got to a point where it's fine. Where I, I, I lo- sorry, I, I just love how yeah through sheer resilience you've like yeah. your bur- brain you've gave like up. Burst, you're, you've burst through a wall of actual proven clinical science <laughs> that blue light is bad for you and yeah, actually can affect like, your sleep I, It's like the one thing. That, the one thing I, I do, uh, I have started doing though, is I've got an Android, I've got an Amazon Fire tablet, and on it, and I think this is the same with most Android devices, um, it has like a blue light filter mode. Um, I, I don't think iOS has anything like this at the moment, which is a bit of a shame. iOS has uh, nighttime. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, where where uh, you can set it at different times and like at sunset, between sunset and sunrise, the colours of the screen uh, become like slightly more orange but warmer colours. Oh, it's easier on your eyes. Okay, I might have but to. But only if to... you've got uh, only if you've got iPhone six and up. Oh right, okay. Well, uh, yeah. I don't know about that. Um, so uh, yeah, so I mean, yeah, I mean, I have got this bright blue light blaring into my eyes all the time. But yeah, I I I, I totally got over that now. Um, and. Uh, uh, yeah, just sort of force it through. I must admit, though, when I when I did start out doing that sort of stuff, I would I would. This was obviously well, you guys know, like when I was working uh, ridiculously hard and like, you know, uh, I mm. my sleeping pattern would be well, get to two o'clock in the morning and then fall asleep through exhaustion, um, and that really that'll that'll sort it out. Basically, it turns out. So um, yeah, um, but uh, I had never thought of that. Actually. <laughs> I had never thought of that. I. I'd, until right now, I'd never sat down and gone, oh, yeah, that used to be a problem and now it's not. I wonder if that's done anything weird with my brain. 
my god! So ma- maybe this is like an intervention. <sighs> just you should what, and this is a, this is a genuine thing. You should make your bedroom, yeah, like no screens, yeah. no screens. They do say, yeah, they do say have Le- no basically screens taking in screens out of like any TV I, screens or I, I, actively I, I, using your phone as a TV I, screen. I'll tell you this: I in my household we will not have a television in the bedroom. Like I know some couples have like televisions in the bedroom and stuff like that. I will not have it because I just we have we have one we have one in ours. I don't watch it. It's too far away from my face. <laughs> <laughs> but I I I I, I low yeah. I mean, like part. I I know that if I had a television in the bedroom, I would just that's all I would. I would come. I would come to bed and watch that and fall asleep because I used to. Like I used to watch cartoons and fall asleep to cartoons. Um, like. But yeah, like I, I, I can't have it, and I, I don't know. Maybe one day I should probably actually at some point. Maybe I'll do this. Maybe you should what, try it. You're only sacrificing fifteen twenty minutes. Yeah, try it from tonight. Yeah, that's true. But I can make my way. Tonight, I, can, yeah. I can make significant progress in Western RPGs. <laughs> yeah, so you do it in the true. fifteen is, twenty is, minutes before you go to bed. My yeah. my brother, right? My brother, he he when when I was used to live with my parents when I was a kid, my brother he would have to have the television on. To get to sleep at night, and he would always watch episodes of Only Fools and Horses. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the most chilling things ever, I kid you not, is waking up at about three in the morning to just hear the sounds of na 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 na. Because basically, the DVD's got to the end, yeah, and it's back to the DVD menu screen, and it's just repeating that song only na na. Na 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 Hooky Street, and I have to go in and turn it off. <laughs> so chilling. Have you have you heard those brilliant stories, which are apparently genuinely true? That Wayne. Rooney oh yeah, no, I told you this. I told you this. Fall asleep. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, and I generally thought you were bullshitting, no. but it's actually ju- like it's true. Like Colleen Rooney, his wife hates him for it, but Wayne Rooney finds it difficult to sleep <laughs> unless there's a Hoover on. <gasps> yeah, it's true. That no, that thing is that no. To be fair, you laugh. That is that is quite common because a Hoover. No, 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 because no, the, the sound of a Hoover is very similar to just simply white noise. It's not. No, no, it is. Your brain tunes into the frequency of that sound and it blocks everything else out. It's not. It's a Hoover. It's a motorised suction device. Poor... Who who is who is who's who's Colleen? Is she a footballer as well? Uh, No, no, she's uh, Wayne Rooney's uh, significant other. Oh, right, okay. Colleen must be absolutely... Apparently he's nearly burnt the house down a couple of times because... The, the, the hoovers are just like shorted out overnight. <laughs> just get a rumba. Surely that's easier. Why doesn't he just get a white noise machine? It's exactly the same job. Dan is Dan is Dan is the voice of reason here. Why does he not just get a set of headphones and an app that does white noise? Well, he probably has it now. It was probably yeah, a, like uh, like the alternatives, like the alternative to whale song, just like various hoovers. He blew through 12 vaxes and then was like, no, just get an app. <laughs> I, can, I can actually admit something here, which is quite embarrassing, but I feel like I'm in a safe space. Yeah. Just, it's um, just us three, Dan. Yeah. And this, this, is, this is genuine, and it's, 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 the conversation has led us to here, and so I feel okay. I have to tell you, because right. we're in this okay. conversation. This is safe. And I, yeah, cool. I too, require yeah. some uh, audio assistance to sleep. Do you? Oh, do. No. What do you I find it very you, difficult to get to sleep. To? So do you you put on like you put on like the mixer 
or uh, well, I, well, I, <laughs> I, 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 I have on my iPad. Yeah, uh, the complete audiobook of Harry Potter as read by okay. Stephen Fry. Okay, yeah. and it. I started listening to this yeah. years ago, right. and I am currently, and I, I still listen to it now. I am currently on my third playthrough of the seven books. Um, yeah. And I, when I, fi- I finished my second playthrough, I think around January or something like that this year, and I decided, I thought, you know what, I've been doing this for years, this can't be healthy, that I can't sleep without this, I'm just going to stop. Yeah. And I stopped yeah. for a couple of weeks, and I had yeah. the worst sleep for those weeks. Really? It was ridiculous. And then eventually I said, like, you know what, I'll just put it back on. So every night, I put it back on, and I slept like a baby. And it just, wow. I just, plug, so you... I put say two chapters on, so it doesn't. It goes on for like an hour or so, and it just sits on my iPad, which is next to my bed. It's only on quiet. My wife, she doesn't. You mind. haven't got, actually got Stephen Fry in the room reading the book. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for clearing that up, Dan. Yeah, that's why he's not doing another series of QI. <laughs> I, I, I learned about it from uh, my brother-in-law who does the same thing. Yeah. He, but he has headphones in and he listens to listens to this. So I thought I'd try it, and it was years ago, and I tried it, and it just worked like a charm. The kind of the uh, the monotone kind of uh, tone of Stephen Fry's voice telling the story, mm-hmm. and I could I'll be asleep within five minutes or ten minutes. So, really? Yeah. So oh god, that so that must take ages to get through that series. Then. Oh, it does. Yeah, as I say, it's been years. Do you do you dream do you dream about like Hufflepuffs and whatever the fuck it is in Harry Potter? Well, I'm I'm quite impressed that you actually knew one of them, Pete. So well done. Yeah, I uh, I, I yeah, but Griff- no, Griffin- I don't. No, I don't dream about Gr- it. Griffin, Griffin door. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. There's two. Uh, Come on. Uh, oh, 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 oh. Um, Sauron. Uh, <laughs> close, but nice. not close in the slightest. Begins with an S. Uh, yeah. Doesn't matter. I, I, you see, Dan. Yeah. I, Dan, I used to. I got bought a CD once. Sherlock Holmes, like his later cases, when he'd retired to the Sussex Downs to keep bees. But my, my audiobook was read by Christopher Lee, and it was fucking terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Having Count Dracula <laughs> lull you to sleep. <laughs> yeah, and it, it is a problem. When I've, when I've stayed, like, last time I stayed, I came up to Manchester, Sam. Me and Pete, we uh, we slept in the same room. Um, and I listened to it then. I had it on my phone, and I put my headphones on. But the only headphones I've got That's are the ones I'm wearing right now, off. which are kind of Dre over-the-ear headphones. So kind of, yeah. I have to. I leave them on and I fall asleep straight away. So then I wake up halfway through the night, lying on my kind of bulky headphones. Yeah. I must admit, sometimes I listen to podcasts trying to fall asleep. I wonder if anybody's fallen asleep to this. Oh no! Don't. It doesn't bear thinking of really. Um, joking is so. Wake up! I suggested it a few times. Um, because 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 yeah. my girlfriend likes to fall asleep to podcasts. Like if you know if stuff's playing on your mind or you're going over and over stuff. It, you know, listening to something keeps the, uh, especially if it's yeah, yeah, a podcast. It keeps a part of, it keeps the front part of your mind occupied, so the back part can just like go, ah, oh, right, you know, well, and I can just, I can just rest now. Yeah, and I've always yeah. like kind of been like, well, why didn't you listen to, why didn't, why didn't you listen to the the, the podcast I'm on? You know, I, I'll, I'll lull you to sleep. It'll be wonderful. I'll lull you to sleep. Ah, no, no, fine, thanks. Night. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. I'll go without tonight. It's fine. <laughs> oh my! Just awake all night. 
Yeah. Get her I the complete works of Harry Potter's read by Stephen Fry. Done. I'd like that. I'd, I'd yeah. like it if somebody fell asleep to this. I'd like it if this was somebody's. I, I do listen thing. to this to sleep, actually, sometimes. I do listen to podcasts. <laughs> we, should, we, should we do some ASMR? Should, should we do some ASMR to help people fall asleep? Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. What, do we, what, um, what should we do? Shall I tap whisper, on the. Whispering's quite I, good for that. Whispering's really good. I've got a. I've got a. Here, I've got a can. An aluminium can. And I'm going to. And I'm going to rub it on my face. Got that. It's not very loud. Okay. Um, no. Okay. Because really you recently shaved. Yes. The, the worst. The worst. Pete. The worst thing about all of this stuff is like. With whispering. It. Everything you say just sounds naughty. It's <laughs> <laughs> getting really turned on right now. Oh my god. No, but like, like if I like like we could talk about literally anything and I think it would sound as if we shouldn't be talking about it. Like hey guys uh, I got to the end of Jessica Jones and I thought it was pretty good. Mm. Brilliant. <laughs> it's like, a great series. What, like, what do you think of David Tennant? It's a great series. Yeah, the bit with David Tennant, and also like, like, like me, like me seeing David Tennant in that role. The really scary thing about the whole thing was Alex turned to me about halfway through the series and went, "You look like him." Oh no, <laughs> the, the purple like, man, the purple racist, like purple racist rapist man. <laughs> like the, the annoying thing about good. the annoying thing really about this is, how do we stop? <laughs> we stop like this. Oh my god. Oh, that's nice. But if if um. If yeah, I don't know. Maybe we should do we should do like an all ASMR. Should we do a sleepy time? One. We should do a sleepy time edition where we just talk. We'll about... We'll do a sleepy time edition. Where we just talk about like. Our well, we don't favorite... have tea. We have hot cocoa. Hot cho- Yeah, we just talk yeah, about yeah. our favorite hot chocolates. And um, yeah. like at the moment, I can't fall asleep until we've watched an episode of Gilmore Girls, and that's just the way it is. And <laughs> are you excited, uh, Sam, for the new series on Netflix? Like you would not believe, Chris, but. <laughs> I was, I was going to mention this to you, Sam, because uh, I, as a, as a regular thing, kind of on a Saturday morning, me and yeah. me and Holly will uh, watch trailers. Yeah. Um, we like watching trailers. And usually what we do is we go into the IMDB uh, app and on the mm-hmm. front page they have like all the latest trailers. Mm-hmm. And this mm-hmm. week, uh, the other day I looked at it and third on the list was Gilmore Girls, A Year in the Life. And I thought oh of God. you. Can't wait. Can't wait. Um, the only sticking point is is that we are we started watching Gilmore Girls uh, about probably about nine months ago and we have just started the third season because there's a lot um, and there's seven seasons so we've got a lot to go before we catch up to when the Netflix stuff is coming out which I think is later on this month um, Yeah, but yeah I couldn't be more excited and it's a really interesting concept uh the new series is basically four shows uh each show is an hour and a half like a feature length episode and one's spring summer autumn winter so it's a year in a life of lorelei and rory um i just so, want yeah. lorelei to be happy sam i did i went to sleep crying last night because it was rory's graduation and i don't mind saying that um hang on a minute Whoa, 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 I'm not going to let that go by, all right? I'm not going to let that go by. That's a hell of an image, Sam, you've conjured up, you crying yourself to sleep. I didn't cry myself to sleep. It wasn't It wasn't that much. It was It was tears of happiness. She was finally graduating. Sobbing face down into your pillow. See, now, I'm all for men being sensitive 
and stuff like that. I'm not someone who thinks yeah. men should be manly, manly men, uh, gruff, no. fighty, fighty, sports, sports, trucks, trucks. That's not me. Sure. <laughs> However, you cry, Sam, yeah. <laughs> more than anyone else I know of any gender, of any personality, no. of anything. Did you in touch with the sensitive side? Was Lisa crying? No, no, Lisa was not crying. She uh, she actually almost refused to leave the bedroom and sleep in the spare room because I was... <laughs> Because I was getting quite tearful <laughs> at that moment. I don't know. I don't know. I genuinely don't know what it is, but it it's part of just the Gilmore Girls appeal. Like the characters are written that well. The whole show is just exemplary. It's genuinely one of the funniest and best written shows I've ever watched. They do say it's up there with the Sopranos. Yeah, I, I hear yeah. that. I say you hear Breaking Bad, The Wire, Sopranos, genuinely, Gilmore gen- Girls. No, they no, just no. all flow together. Genuinely, I would put it up there. Like I, I would put it in there with. Um, uh, along the best the TV wire. shows alongside The Wire and Breaking Bad yeah I would um, you're losing a lot of cool points here Pete uh, Pete Sam <laughs> sorry well, Pete. yeah it's usually Pete your cool points cool are points. intact yeah no but the thing is until you watch it you just don't know Dan what was the last thing you cried at yeah what was the last thing you had a little little weepy Ooh. over was it Villa oh. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> relegation no, I've, not, I've, I've not I've not been even close to crying to them for many many a year I'm past that point it's so depressing Um, I genuinely don't remember the last time I cried why genuinely I I can't remember I'd I'd be going to like like back to school times I think uh, I'll tell you the uh, last time I cried I got to the end of uh, Metal Gear Solid Phantom Pain (laughs) Uh, and uh uh, then saw that ending. All right, no spoilers. Went, and then went thirty years down the drain. Yeah. Um, can, can before we close, can you just give me a little bit of encouragement for the run? Because you know, I don't know how far I'm going to be through at this point. I'm uh, lagging ooh. a bit. I've got two bits of flap. I've got two bits of flapjack left. I think. I think we've been slicing enough encouragement through. Yeah, just oh, I just, feel completely buoyed by because it. Chris knows Chris knows that this moment's coming. He knows that if he can just listen to the end of the podcast, he's going to get one final burst. Um, so it would be good just to spend this time talking about how his achievements in this run is going to matter to so many people. Like yeah. never, never has such little effort yep. by one man meant mm-hmm. so much to so few people is that the quote that no it's the the, the opposite ne- never of that. never has one man's inability to actually do yep. something proper all right okay gone so well that yep. the with with great power yeah no <laughs> One um, one one small step for Chris um, is a giant. Several of them, hopefully. Ab- giant... Absolute power corrupts Chris. Absolutely. Is that is, is that it? That was staying in with Sam Turner, Chris Darby, Daniel Frost, and Peter Willington. If you've enjoyed this episode, then please leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. 
and do please help us spread the word about the show. Visit stayingin.podbean.com for more information and links to anything we've covered in this episode. And as always, thanks for listening.